Welcome to Vision is More Than 2020, a podcast aimed at talking about your vision, your eyes, and how they play a role in overall visual and systemic function. Dr. Zolnicki and Lakowski, with the help of various guests, will work to help you understand more about your visual system and all the pieces to the vision puzzle. This episode is brought to you by Our Visual Brain. Our Visual Brain is a perceptual and academic skill building platform doctors and patients use together. We have been utilizing this web-based platform during both our in-office and teletherapy sessions and have seen great engagement and progress in our patients from their activities. The website is comprised of 50 plus game series with well over 200 activities that are made with direct input from both vision therapists and doctors. They cover basic to advanced skill levels and have innovative anti-suppression and MFBF activities. Their ability to support diverse learning styles for all ages makes working on perceptual and academic skills fun and engaging for patients. OVB packs a ton of value into their packages because they want you to help as many patients as you can. Sign up for the most popular option, the Clinic Plus account, which provides unlimited use of their entire library, and they will throw in 25 free annual home programs. Visit their website at www.rvisualbrain.com to learn more. Hi, listeners. Welcome to this week's episode of Vision is More Than 2020. For our episode topic today, we are going to be talking about the harmful effects of UV light and the importance of protection. We're going to be joined by Dr. Justin Bazan later to help us discuss this. And we think that this is such an important conversation to have because As you know, in past episodes, Dr. Z and I, we talk a lot about the importance of getting outside to help balance screen time and to help with things like myopia progression and to have that good exposure to to blue light that comes from the sun. However, that sun can have a lot of harmful effects on the eye when it comes to UV and blue light. So we really want to highlight how to get outside but protect yourself while doing so. And for our weekly insight, we want to discuss how to start that conversation with your kids and getting them into sunglasses, because it's really important to start this from the get-go. So Dr. Z, with your two little ones, what have you been doing in terms of sunglasses and how do you reinforce them wearing them? Yeah, so what I do is, Daisy knows that as soon as we go outside, we put sunglasses on. And that's just the rule. And that's just what it is. She knows that's the habit that we do. We put shoes on, we put jackets on, we put sunglasses on. John Anthony is a little bit harder to keep the the glasses on. And I'm sure you're going through this with Teddy. He'll leave them on for a little bit, but then he takes them off. And then it becomes a game if I try to like put them back on. So we're working on him, but we do try to keep a hat on him as well. Again, sometimes that doesn't work uh, either, you know those young toddlers are sometimes hard to control. But again, he's seeing his sister wear them. So it it definitely helps in it. I also had Daisy pick out her own pair of sunglasses. I, I went on this website, it's called Babyators, adorable. I highly recommend them. I think they're so cute. I haven't received the glasses yet. Um, we just ordered them this week, but she chose the ones. Her, My daughter's name is Daisy and she chose the ones that look like Daisy's and they're adorable and I can't wait for her to get them. So by letting her choose the frame, I think her compliance is going to go up because she is invested in what she's wearing. So I'm super, super excited about those sunglasses. Uh, I can't wait to see it, but she's going to look adorable. And fun fact, Teddy has a pair of baby eaters himself. However, they are light pink because they're passed down from his two older girl cousins, but they do the job and they really are a high quality lens and really appropriately filter out that UV light, which is important because not all sunglasses are made the same. Um, Another brand that we want to highlight for younger listeners are Wayfarers, which are kind of like a take on Wayfarers, but for little kids. Uh, So I think I might get Teddy a pair of those. I think he'll look so adorable in them. And you 
you're spot on with what's happening with John Anthony. You know, it's, it's hard to keep them on Teddy. Uh, I try to reinforce it. Sometimes he's really good. Sometimes he just wants to take them right off. Or his new thing is he's really gaining independence, like with shoes and with sunglasses, he wants to do it himself. So if I put them on him, he doesn't love it. But if I let him put them on, he is more accepting to wearing them, but then he wants to take them on and off. And then I get I'm nervous that he's going to poke his eye out. So then I ultimately take them away if he's <laughs> on and off with them. But any little thing you can do is really helping your kids. Even if it seems like they're only on for a few minutes, you're doing the right thing. Yeah, I always say, I do always say something is better than nothing. And he, they're getting used to putting the sunglasses on and eventually they'll they'll keep them on uh, for that protection. So just keep trying if your little one fights it a little bit. So now we are going to be joined by our guest, Dr. Justin Bazan, who really is a guru in the area of UV light and has really created a niche within his practice of highlighting the importance of UV, UV protection and has a really unique perspective in how to market this and educate patients about the importance of UV light. Dr. Justin Bazan is a 2004 SUNY College of Optometry graduate. He established Park Slope Eye in 2008 with the goal of providing both high quality eye care and incredible eyewear for the neighborhood. He has a true passion for optometry and stays up to date with the current research and trends. He is active in the profession and holds several leadership positions on the local, state, and national levels. Dr. Bazan is a Park Slope local and can often be seen out in the neighborhood, so be sure to say hi next time you see him. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Bazan. We are so excited to have you join us this morning, and I want you to introduce yourself to our listeners and give a little bit of background on how you became interested in optometry itself and then so passionate about UV light and protecting the eye from it. Absolutely. Well, thank you both for having me on. Uh, congrats on such a successful podcast, and uh, it's truly an honor to be here. So thank you very much. Um, yeah, how did I get into optometry? Well, I was pre-med in college, and I started to shadow various health care practitioners. And um, the optometrist that I shadowed seemed to have the best lifestyle. And, and uh, I was like, all I need to really focus on is the eyeball itself. And I think the eyeball is one of the most fascinating you know, structures that we have on the body. And I said, you know what, that's for me. And um, the rest is history. And how did I get passionate about UV is that actually I'm a spokesperson for the Vision Council. And the Vision Council puts out these public service announcements or, or awareness building campaigns. And one of the campaigns we focused on was really protecting the eyes. And we know that the sun is one of the most damaging things to our eyes, although it's essential to seeing, it's one of the things that not only helps us, but harms us if not properly protected. So I wanted to get the message out and, and help uh, people all around the world do a little bit better job of understanding why they should be protecting their eyes from the sun and how to do it. I think that's such a great way to start this podcast because everyone thinks of sunglasses as a fashion statement and they can be, which is great that they look good on us, but it really protects our eye at every single level. So let's talk about how UV affects each level of the eye. So let's jump right into the outside of the eye. All right, well, let's start with the super scientific term um, that we never probably use with our patients, but it's, it's kind of a fun one to think about. Dynamic canthal lateral furrows, right? So lateral furrows. Um, here's another clue for the, the listeners tuned in. Um, it's also an annoying big black bird that has these really ugly wrinkled feet, right? So if you think of what crow's feet are and what lateral furrows on the eye are, um, that's actually the effects of UV radiation. So we know that the skin has several layers and the dermis layer, which is just below the surface, and that's where the UV um, uh, A radiation gets down into, 
it damages and disrupts the structure of our skin. So the elastin and collagen are broken down by the sun's powerful UVA radiation. So protecting our eyes from the sun, the outside of our eyes from the sun, will help us keeping look young and uh, without those crow's feet, which um, seems to be a big selling point, right? So if you told somebody that you can help protect you know, wrinkles from your skin just by having some moisturizer with UV protection in it, um, but you can do a better job protecting your eyes from those crow's feet just by wearing your shades, I think that's a real benefit to patients that can kind of make that connection. So outside of the eyeball, protect it from crow's feet with your sunglasses. Yep. I was going to just say to the, of all skin cancers, I think 5% of them are on the lids as well. And we don't think, right. People are like, what do you mean skin cancer on the lids? But it's just like when people get skin cancer on the top of their ears, it's these places that you don't think about that are getting the sun exposure. And to your point, right. We're keeping our skin nice and protected with just these simple sunglasses. Yeah, you jumped right into the C word. I was going to leave in easy with crow's feet and you went right into the, the cancer word. No, but skin cancer, there's, there's somebody that you know that has had some form of skin cancer. It's the most, type, the most common type of skin cancer. And I think that stat's even a little bit low. I think it's um, basal cell carcinoma, which is definitely one of the more common ones that patients are familiar with happens in and around the eyes at such a high rate, but it, it doesn't make sense to me because we can do an, uh, such a great job of protecting our eyes from skin cancers and, and basal cell carcinomas and other types of melanomas and skin cancers just by having this layer of protection on when we leave the house. Just grab your shades. Um, and I think the docs listening, we can do a great job of talking through our patients the importance when we're doing, you know, our examination in the, in the uh, exam room itself, starting at the slit lamp and ultimately ending up maybe at fundus photos, but making sure that patients understand um, why you're looking at a structure, what potentially are you looking for, the effects of the sun damage, and then how easy it is to protect it with shades. You know, one of the things that I've been seeing a lot now is uh, uh, people are coming in with allergies. And one of the things that I do notice is it's not just allergies that are making their eyes look red, it's damage from the sun. So sunspots are little pinguaculas on the whites of our eyes that instead of being a nice flat smooth surface for the tear film to coat and protect, it's like a little lump. In fact, the word pinguacula, if you go back to the Greek origin of the word, it means little lump of grease or fat, right? And that's what that yellow discoloration looks like. And that's the effects of the sun and um, not doing a great job protecting it from, uh, we by wearing sunglasses. So pinguaculas can lead to red irritated eyes. Um, if you've ever seen somebody who's been on the water a lot or a uh, uh, surfer's eye, that's a form of sun damage um, called a pterygium. And all of these things could be minimized and, and protected with sunglasses. We also know that if it's there already, there's nothing we can do to reverse it, um, but we can help slow down the progression. So even if you're showing signs of sun damage, it's very important to protect your eyes from future damage because these things are just a continuum, right? It's cumulative effects of sun and the, the, the damage that we suffer throughout our life if we fail to do a good job protecting them. Right. It's never too late for these interventions, right? Because you know any of these treatments for like pinguaculas, like you're saying, or cancers, you know, are going to be somewhat invasive removal is of course an option, but then what happens? It can often recur and come back. Um, so really trying to prevent that process and progression is really key if you already have these beginning signs of sun damage. Now let's move a little bit more posterior to the eye. Let's talk about the lens of the eye because here UV light really plays a big role. Uh, so from your standpoint, what conversations do you have with your patients when you're discussing the lens and UV light? 
Yeah, so we know that the sun is one of the biggest risk factors for the development of cataract. And patients often get cataract and glaucoma confused. So glaucoma is what people usually take eye drops for to help lower pressure. Cataract is what you get removed because you can't see. Um, so the lens itself um, begins to develop a discoloration and an opacity. The opacity is called a cortical cataract, and that opacity is directly related to the UVB radiation from the sun. So um, the, the, the white cloudy um, development of that opacity is a continuum. It's the exposure that we get over our life. So to minimize the formation of that cortical cataract, we need to be wearing sunglasses when we're outside. Um, the yellowing or the discoloring, what we call nuclear um, sclerosis of that lens is usually related to the UVA. So UVA is more of the aging effects and that's why it was implicated in the, the crow's feet as well. But both UVA and UVB can easily be blocked with just a, a pair of sunglasses um, that you can find from you know, a reputable brand at a reputable place. And now even further back, especially people with lighter eyes that we always talk about. Dr. L and I always talk about how we're the same doctor. She just has these beautiful blue eyes and I have these dark brown eyes. And I have to be honest, I was the worst sunglass wearer because my eyes are so dark. The sun doesn't bother me at all. But then once I went to optometry school and I learned about the negative effects on the posterior part of the eye, the retina specifically, and, and in the development of age-related macular degeneration, I was like, oh, I need to be wearing my sunglasses more. So talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, so one of the worst eye diseases is macular degeneration. The macula is your central and color vision. So it's super important and it's probably the most important part of our eyeball. Um, so protecting it is the utmost important. And we know that damage can begin right when we're born because the sun is gonna be present. So it's the cumulative and irreversible effects of the sun on our central and color vision, AKA the macula, that we're really trying to prevent and slow down by wearing our sunglasses and protecting our eyes from the sun. Now, the sun has different components of energy. If you close your eyes on a beautiful warm day, you feel the infrared. Um, the UV light we've been talking about has been implicated in many of the conditions we just mentioned. However, the blue light and the high energy blue light is what actually penetrates through the lens and gets to the back of the eye, which is why we see the color blue, which is why the biggest source of the, um, the blue light damage is the sun. It's why the sky is blue. Um, there's so much blue light in there. So it's that blue light which has been implicated in the um, formation of damage in the macula area. So sunglasses, you can think of it as sunglasses as artificial pigment to help block the amount of blue light that gets back to the eye and damages it. You know, we were talking about Dr. L's got lighter color eyes. She doesn't have a lot of pigment, natural pigment in her macula, which protects us from the sun. So she needs to add artificial pigment in front of it in the form of sunglasses. So um, we all have some, but we all don't have nearly enough to protect it from the amount of blue light that we get through our lives, which is why sunglasses are important from um, you know, from babies all the way up through to uh, adults. And I really love that you brought that point up of, you know, babies all the way through to our elderly patients, because really this is a conversation that needs to be had with our whole gamut of patients, no matter their age and no matter their risk factors or their exposure through the, to the sun throughout their daily life, because every single person needs to protect their eyes from 
all of these conditions and all the ways UV light can impact your eye that we just discussed. So let's talk a little bit about what your specific recommendations are to your patients, both your younger patients and then your older patients. Um, if you have any specific types of sunwear that you commonly recommend or any other modifications like, that you like to suggest. Yeah, absolutely. These are great points. And, and there's a couple things that we started to, to do um, in the office that really helps drive sun protection. Um, one, it's not uncommon to see me just wearing sunglasses. Actually, I have a different, different pair. Um, just wearing a pair of sunglasses here. And I ask every patient to bring in their eyewear. And the first thing we do part of pretest is measure the UV protection in their eyewear. Um, if they don't have sunglasses, it's very easy to say here, you can take mine, which is a little Parkscope Eye branded sunglasses that are very inexpensive for us, um, but they do offer full UV and blue light protection. So we do, we do give um, uh, our patients a chance to bring in their, their sunwear so we can make sure that it is protecting their eyes because there are some sunglasses, some knockoffs that may not do a great job of providing full UV protection and we want to identify those. Um, we also give each of our patients, including the kids, uh, a free pair of sunglasses. So this isn't a, a fancy pair. It's probably going to be a pair that they're going to use for a knockaround pair of sunglasses, but it allows them to understand how important it is that we have our eyes being protected when we're outside um, in the sun. So giving every patient that initial or at least um, knockaround pair of sunglasses has been important and measuring the UV protection. Um, then in the exam, we talk through it just like we did here. And we really follow it up afterwards with strong recommendations from the doctor and the optician about the importance of making sure each piece of eyewear has protection in it. Um, one of the things that we've seen um, that has done really well is the photochromatic lenses. So photochromatic lenses are the ones that are clear inside, but then darken outside. And it's that darkening which helps protect our eyes from the blue light and the natural um, and, and additional treatments to the lens protect our eyes from the UV. So having the built-in and a photochromatic uh, common brand name would be transition lenses has been awesome. And then having sunglasses and then letting patients know that sunglasses don't have to be a $500 pair of designer sunglasses to work well. I mean, you know, you can get a, a $10 pair from Target that does an awesome job. It's more about the seller who's selling them and, and trusting that it's a reputable place. So New York City, you know, the Chinatown glass is probably not, but, you know, a $10 pair from Target or um, eyewear from your eye doctor ultimately is probably the best option. Right. I really like that you touch upon that not every sunglass is made equal and you, it will have, when you purchase the sunglass, it should have, especially if it's like at Target or something, you'll see that it tells you on it a hundred percent effective against UVA and UVB light. Um, it should have that on it. You know, I always try to steer my patients away from getting the ones off of Amazon that you don't know where they're actually coming from. Uh, we don't sell glasses in the office, so we make our recommendations for the opticals around in the area um, because it, it's so important. And the next question I want to ask you is for tips for parents with kids that don't want to wear the glasses. Uh, because I, I get that we, we see a lot of kids here and the parents are like, they just don't want to wear them. So I want you to tell us your tip and then I'll give you uh, what I usually say. Yeah. Most of the kids that we encounter are pretty articulate when you ask them, how come you're not wearing your sunglasses? And they'll be like, I don't like them because they're ugly or they're not my style. I don't like them because they hurt my head is a big one. They don't like them because they're uncomfortable. Um, so I, I'd say like, let the kid pick a style they want and then make sure it's comfortable on their head. 
and then also make sure they understand that this is protecting their eyes. You know, in the society where we're, we wear a mask to protect others um, and yourself, I think sunglasses are kind of a, a similar chain of thought for a lot of kids as well too. So tying that protector factor in as well. Um, also allowing parents to lead by example. You know, if mom's not wearing her shades, then how do you expect the kids to, to follow the, you know, the example that they're given? They're not gonna wear them either. So I think by parents doing a great job and leading by example, the kids will also follow. So make them cool, make them fit and feel good, um, make them understand the importance and lead by example. Yeah, so that's my tip is the lead by example, right? Like I'm guilty of not being the best sunglass wearer, but my husband is the best sunglass wearer. He's a farmer and he's outside all the time and he can't go outside without them. And my daughter will say, mom, where are your sunglasses? So she's called me out on not being the best role model. And uh, it, and it's really a matter of creating a habit. And that's what I talk to the parents about, right? Like we brush our teeth twice a day, every day without thinking about it. It's the same thing. You create this habit, you walk outside, sunglasses go on. And, or in with a kid, I even now that I, I purchased sunglasses for my daughter, she knows that if she doesn't keep her sunglasses in, it's time to go inside. And it's just creating that habit. Um, and really, like you said, being the best role model for the kids, because they're, they're always watching. And that's really what is the most important thing is to really protect our kids' eyes from the beginning of their life. And they just get used to it. Absolutely. Yeah, I found, you know, even with my light blue eyes and being very light sensitive to myself, I could honestly do better with sunglasses. I mean, we can always be doing better on everything, right? But I found one thing that really helps me with my compliance is having multiple pairs. Uh, because if I have just that one pair of sunglasses, who knows where it is? So I live my life now with one pair in the stroller, one pair in each purse, one pair in the car. That way, I don't have to think about where they are and find them. I just keep them wherever my day is going to take me. And I have found that to be a huge help and, you know, starting to set the good example for my my little son to wear his sunglasses when he's outside too last pro tip is like um when i come home i dump my keys and my sunglasses in a in a same location each time so you know my keys wallet uh sunglasses are right there at the same location as i'm heading out so i have them there as well Smart. it's those habits those habits are critical for compliance for sure. So Dr. Bazan, tell our listeners where they can find you uh, if they want to come in for an exam or talk to you more about UV light or anything like that. Where can they find you? Sure. Best place to find me is either social media or the website. So you can at me at parkslopeye.com. Um, and I'm not hard to find online. Parkslopeye is the way to, the way to get a hold of me. All right. Wonderful. And I'll link that for all of our listeners. We just want to say thank you so much for your time and your expert knowledge on UV light. And we hope that everyone wears their sunglasses. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening. Join our private Facebook group, Vision is More Than 2020, and follow us on Instagram. For additional content, check out our practice, Twin Forks Optometry, on both Facebook and Instagram. Subscribe, download, and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Tune in next week to learn more about your vision.